0: Lift, the personal and leadership development podcast for any and all leaders. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham, and I appreciate you joining me for this week for episode 20. Now, just a quick programming note, next week is the 4th of July. I won't be recording either of my podcasts that week. So take the opportunity to get caught up or just enjoy time with friends and family. I'll be back on the 12th with another great episode, and also Gadgets for Families will be back on the 12th as well. Now this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've not scripted it out. Usually I write out every word and pretty much stick with that, but I just have a list of topics that I'd like to cover over the next however long. Also, while I generally share stories from my personal life and professional experiences, this week I'm going to share something that is extremely fresh in my mind and very much personal. I've wrestled with the best way to share all of this, and I'm still not sure I really have it figured out. My goal in doing this is to hopefully share how many of the leadership and personal development principles can help us work through some of the most difficult times in our lives. Now, one lesson I've learned over the last couple of weeks is how important it is for us to work on key leadership and personal development principles when things are going well, or at least when things aren't super crazy. If we wait until things are tough to try and practice and use these principles, then it's probably not going to go well. We need to refine that technique before we get in a situation when we absolutely have to use it. So hopefully I've got you intrigued enough to stick around. And before I dive in and set the stage, don't forget to subscribe or follow the show. Also, sharing, dropping a review wherever you listen, or just liking the show also helps others find it. Over the last two weeks, we've been taking care of and then working through my mom's passing away. There's just no easy way to say that. It still doesn't seem real that she is not there for me to call, text, or visit, but that's where we're at right now. Mom was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer in February of 2022. She had too many reactions to traditional treatments, so she went through a series of trials. In February of this year, she made the decision, which we supported, to no longer participate in the trials and to focus on her quality of life. For this next few months, her quality of life improved significantly as they were able to manage many of the side effects for for cancer. She was able to spend time with kids, grandkids. It was just great to be able to see her interact and try and spend that much time with family. But she and we knew that It would only be a matter of time. A week before she passed, she had a good birthday celebration with family and friends, the fire department, she lives in a small town, even did a drive-by with all of their equipment. But a week later, she was gone. I was able to spend her last week with her, especially the last couple of days where she required 24 by 7 care. I will absolutely say that it's one of the most difficult things I've ever been through. And that's when I started thinking about all of the leadership principles I've learned, taught, and discussed on the podcast, and how they could help me and my family work through this very difficult situation. Now, before I dive in, I do want to say thank you to her physician and her nurse and all those that helped care for her. I don't know what we would have done without them, especially during those last 24 or so hours when they too remained by her side and wouldn't leave. They're amazing people that I can't say thank you enough to. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you so much. Let's talk about a few of the things I thought about, was reminded of, or experienced as we cared for mom and then went through her funeral services. First and foremost, this just reiterated to me how important it is to focus on what matters most and then to be present as you're doing so. There are just some things that can wait. If I was there with mom and we had the grandkids down there, I tried to be present for that. Yes, I still had my professional responsibilities and other things that were going on. I needed to do self-care and all that kind of stuff. But it really got me thinking about what mattered most. So really think about in your life before a crisis hits, you know, what are the things that matter most? And then when you are focused in on those things, be present. So, you know, there were some times when we were down at mom's and we wanted to let the grandkids play with her. And if I needed to work, then I tried to be focused and present and do my work and do it as efficiently and quickly as possible. So then I could go back and just be with my mom and the grandkids. And then when it came down to those that last week that I was down there, I just, Completely put work aside. There were very few things that I needed to absolutely do. Now, that doesn't mean that that was easy for me to do. I mean, I have obligations to clients. I like to publish this podcast. And I had to wrestle with myself to a certain extent to try and push aside those drives to meet the deadlines when they were flexible or to get certain things done. And I just basically had to tell myself that those things weren't important. And I've talked about that a little bit, right, about I always need a problem to solve. The reality is I couldn't solve this problem with with my mom. So I was looking for other things that I could do, problems that I could solve. And work, yes, that could have been problems I could have solved, but it just wasn't as important at the time. And so I'm grateful for my clients and others that supported me and told me to go off and do what needed to be done. I don't think you'll ever regret having spent time with family, but I think we will regret if we spent time at work when we should have been spending it with our family. That's just my personal two cents. In fact, it was a debate for me to even go down at the beginning of that week because we just didn't know. We didn't know if this was really um, her last few days with us or any of those kinds of things, and it was a struggle for me to go down. I almost didn't go. But ultimately, we ended up spending that whole week with her. Um, I did not have my grandkids with me, so I didn't have to worry about those distractions as well. And I would have regretted forever if I hadn't have been down there. So take some time to think about in your life right now what matters most. And then evaluate if you're present. If it's your kids, are you present when you're with your kids? If it's your job, are you present when you're with your job? If you're doing a one on one with someone, are you present in the one on one? Are you distracted by email or text messages or phones or whatever the case may be. So be present and do those things that are most important and don't let the things that can wait or that matter a whole bunch less distract you. Now, this kind of leads into another thing that I struggled with. And when I did have some downtime, um, I wanted to go back and I wanted to do the right thing for my clients and I wanted to, you know, work on those problems that I could actually solve. But what I realized is that in this situation, because there was so much going on, it was so far out of our normal, I couldn't do normal things. So let me give you two examples. First of all, um, I tried doing a couple of little things for work, either when mom was sleeping and there was nothing else that needed to be done, Um, or once she had passed away, I had an assignment that I needed to work on, but my mind just wasn't in it for those things. And so the way I say this is, if your situation is not normal, don't try and do the normal things. I mean, I'm very proud of the quality of work that I put out, and what I struggled with was, would anything I put out during this time be of uh, good enough quality? So I had one assignment I needed to get done shortly after mom passed, but I had to wait until... She had passed and I had to wait until the funeral was done before I could even get my brain to focus in at a good enough level to do that. the other example that I have, I decided, so she passed away Saturday morning and Monday I decided I needed some self-care. And if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know that biking is one of the ways that I do self-care. So I took my bike down to a trail by her home that I ride quite often. I love this trail. But this is the other thing that reinforced that don't try and do too much that your brain may not be in a normal spot is that I struggled on parts of that trail that I normally wouldn't struggle on. And in fact, as I started on the trail, I recognized that my technique wasn't nearly as good. I wasn't finding the lines I needed to ride on. So I was coming closer to wrecking than I should have been and some of those kinds of things. And so I had to take a step back. And when I would come onto the more technical sections of the trail, I just decided to get off and walk them because I didn't want to risk that. So that's my point here is that don't try and do too much. Do enough to take care of yourself. Do enough of the things that have to get done. But don't expect to be at 100%. Don't expect your mind to be focused. And definitely don't do anything that's going to put you in jeopardy. You'll remember I did an episode where I talked about a church leader that talked about slowing down, and he talked about how trees, when they go through a period of resource shortages, how they, the rings are much closer together because they don't focus on growth. And also how an airplane, when there's turbulence, that speeding up is not the best way to get through it. Often it's to slow down. So I would just recommend that when you go into one of these situations that you Think about what you really need to be doing, goes back to the first thing I said about what matters most, and don't try and do too too much. If your situation is not normal, you may not be able to do normal things. Now let's talk about self-care in these types of situations. So there's a few things that I would recommend you try and do. One is let others take some of the burden. I was very grateful for the physician and nurse that stayed with us so that they could help take some of that burden. Also, I had other family members there that could go in and sit by her. That was great. Um, Sleep was a big, big struggle, Um, not even just the last couple of days, but leading up to this. But you're going to need to get some sleep. Your body's not going to function. You need to eat. You're going to need to eat things that will help you work through this. And, And most of us, I definitely have a problem with stress eating. Most of us would go easy to the snacks and the junk or eating out or whatever the case may be. Okay, fine, but make sure that you're taking care of your body because it's going to have to support you through all of this stuff. And make deliberate decisions to do this. We had to, For my grandma, we had to force her to eat something because she just didn't want to leave mom's side, and, and that's fine. Um, but you've got to take care of yourself or you're not going to be any good to them. Sometimes you do need to step away. Sometimes I would just step out of the room and go outside or I'd go back to my camp trailer for a few minutes or run an errand, uh, you know, anything else that could just give me a break mentally and physically from that same environment. Find something you enjoy. Now, you may not find a lot of joy in a situation like this or something that is mindless. Um, I downloaded an old school game onto my iPad because I couldn't read. My brain just wouldn't focus. I didn't really want to watch a movie. So I just downloaded an old game that I knew had to play and played that for a little bit, Um, you know, and times when I could, and, or when I just needed my brain to go somewhere else. Try and squeeze in some exercise. I know it may be hard to leave, but even if it's just a walk, my wife and I um, stepped away for a little while and just went for a walk on the, the trail that they have down by the river by my mom's. And it wasn't that we did anything that was really exercise, but it was just getting out and being able to walk and That also gave us an opportunity to talk and see how each other were doing and talk about the situation without everyone else around. Now, any other things that you need to do to take care of yourself physically? Personally, so she passed away on Saturday. By Monday afternoon, I was super sick. My sinuses had kicked in, allergies, whatever it was. I should have started the vitamin C and stuff like that much earlier, and I might have prevented that wreaking havoc soon after she passed. Um, it was that, it was a combination of that, not sleeping as much as I should have, not doing a good job of the self-care, and I got completely worn down. And just remember that if, if you're leading in a situation like this, and I was expected to, then if you're out of commission, you're out of commission, and somebody else hopefully will step up. But I did get to the point where after the funeral, um, once the funeral was done, I went home and I slept for about four hours straight. Um, And then i'm still trying to catch up you know days later so think about those other things do you get sick when you get stressed do you overeat when you get stressed any of those kinds of things that you can do to do some self-care think about the items that you've discovered for yourself that are important for your own self-care now another one of these things that i struggled with is the concept of figuring out what your role is what role do you need to play in this entire situation so I'm the oldest, it was pretty much expected that I would be the rock and that everybody would be able to turn to, and, you know, if there was a difficult decision that I'd be there to at least weigh in, if not make the decision, any of those kinds of things. That may be you, it may not. If you're a natural leader, is that what your family needs right now? Maybe they do, and maybe they don't. Um, If they do, great. Step in and use all of these things that we've talked about. If not, try and take a step back. Um. And if you are that leader and that's the role that you need to play, just make sure that you know who you're going to turn to if you start to struggle. For me, it was my wife being there 24 by 7 with me. And then at the funeral, having all of my kids there, which is the first time I think we've had all four of my kids and then my grandkids together at the same time uh, in quite some time, that was where I found my strength because this was tough. And so, no. What your role is? What role do you need to play? Do you need to be in a leadership position, or do you need to take a step back and just play a supporting role? And then know where your support is going to be, and help them, um, help them know that that's what you need them to do. So, you know, my wife would just sit in there with me when I would sit with mom, or you know, when we went on that walk, just being able to listen, and then you know whatever else she could do to help me out because she knew that I was trying to help those around me that were depending on me. Here's the biggest one that I struggled with mentally leading up to this, and then also as things evolved. So, everybody's different. I don't care how close your family is or how much it seems like everybody's alike. We are all very, very different. And so, if you think back to the personality episodes, the knowing yourself episodes that I did very early on in this process, it's really important that you understand your personality, what your strengths are, what your potential pitfalls are, and what your default behaviors will be. And the reason I say that is because default behaviors come out when we're under stress, and losing a parent or another loved one like this is one of those situations where absolutely your default behaviors are gonna come out. So for me, Some of my default behaviors are being an introvert, and as you can imagine, there was not a whole lot of opportunity for me to be alone around um, through this whole situation. So that was more stress on me because I was constantly around people. I'm a problem solver by nature, which can actually cause issues if I go in and try try to solve problems that I shouldn't be solving, you know? I didn't need to be doing everything, you know, even though I was the oldest and whatever. I didn't need to be doing all of this stuff. So I had to pay attention to that and not try and go in and solve problems. The other thing, uh, if I think about that, is that everybody reacts a little bit differently in situations like this. And so trying to help people feel okay in this situation, which is also something that I would normally try and do, that may not have been the best thing. You know, letting people grieve in the way that they want to grieve. not trying to go in and tell them it will be okay because it's okay, but it's really not okay in a situation like this. So anyway, be aware of yourself. Know what your default behaviors are. Know what your strengths, know what your weaknesses are. Watch out for those default behaviors to come out and be aware of your potential pitfalls. And maybe ask someone to help you check them. You know, for me, my wife knows me pretty well. She can tell when I'm approaching that boiling over point. And can let me know, or I also, you know, ask somebody else that was there. I said, "Hey, just help me not do anything I wouldn't really want to be doing in a situation like this." So, and then for yourself, be ready to apologize as needed. I mean, behaviors are not going to be perfect. You're probably going to say things you wish you hadn't said. You may do things you wish you hadn't done. Um, just be ready to apologize. And then the flip side of this is. Think about all the personalities you have around you and your family. How many type A personalities you have? If you're expected to be the leader, but you have a whole bunch of type A personalities, then you got to figure out how to deal with that and work on driving consensus or use the team building types of techniques that we've talked about in the past to help work through this situation. If you don't want to be the leader and you don't have any other type A personalities in your in your family group, everybody wants to take a back seat, then you're gonna to have to figure out how to deal with that. It's kind of the opposite situation. Right? And then if you are expected to be the leader and everyone's willing to follow you, then how do you draw people in? How do you include people? How do you make sure that they get opportunities to grieve the way they need to grieve? So the the funny thing about this, or the interesting thing about this whole situation or these types of situations is that it really shouldn't be about you, right? And that, we talk about that all the time from a leadership standpoint. But at the same time, there are certain things you have to do to make it about you, like taking care of yourself or acting on the role that you need to act on or you know, taking care of others or allowing others to take care of you. So yes, this really isn't about just one individual, but at the same time, you're gonna have to be that kind of leader that can take care of themselves and help others take care of themselves as well. I don't know if that makes any sense. but And then the last thing I'll put on here is give yourself and everyone else a break. We all handle tough situations. We all, especially when we're talking about loss like this, we all handle these times very, very differently. And somebody may become completely emotional, even though they're not an emotional person. Or somebody may not really understand what's going on and you need to be able to step in and help explain things to them. And you may have to explain to them the whole process like you were explaining it to a young child. So give them a break, right? And then give yourself a break. I told you you might do some things or say some things you wish you hadn't said. You know, These kinds of situations tend to actually bring out the worst in people and the best in people at the same time. So if it does bring out some of your worst stuff, apologize and then move on apologize give yourself a break and give everybody else a break as well and the reality is the only person you can control is yourself you can't control what anyone else says what anyone else does but you can control how you react and what you choose to do and what decisions that you make so i would recommend that you focus on that how do i Take care of myself and those around me in these kinds of situations. And like I said, give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. And give the others a break too. And then once it's all said and done, just let it all go. All right? Just remember that it was a unique circumstance. And go back to whatever the new sense of normal might be. Now, we're all going to face difficult times in our leadership lives, personal and professional. Everyone will lose someone they care about at some point. It's just part of life. When that time comes for you, I hope you'll remember to be the best leader you can be while taking care of yourself, giving yourself and everyone else a break, and just doing the best you can. Don't expect more than that. Work on these things beforehand. If I had waited to know that I was an introvert and that I was going to try and solve problems that didn't need to be solved If I had waited to know that kind of stuff until this situation came up, I would have been a mess. I wouldn't have been any good to myself or to anyone else during this situation. So work on this stuff now when life is maybe more calm or more normal. As I mentioned at the beginning, I've handled this episode very different from the rest. I can see that my recording time is not nearly as long, but I hope it will help someone. I hope that you can start thinking about maybe you're started down this path that we've just been down or maybe you know there's a difficult situation coming up, or just be ready for them when they come, because they do come. So I hope that it's helpful to you. If you have any feedback on the format, how it was unscripted, or anything else, please head on over to my website, www.mountaineboconsulting.com, and hit the Contact Us button. I'd love to get your feedback. Now, next week is the 4th of July, so no episode. I won't be recording that or Gadgets for Families. But I'll be back after that with more great content. And until then, I hope you'll go out and live.